Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, everybody. This is the Angels Podcast, and I am Adam Riggs with my co-host, Matt Gallant. We are here on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. Matt, how we doing, man? What's up, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. A little under the weather. Got a little bit of a flu bug. But as we know in the game of baseball, you don't sit it out if you can go. (laughs) (laughs) Can't miss this, dude. Come on. Believe in Angels podcast. It's where I live for every week. Oh, by the way, you'll appreciate this. And I want to tie this into the the Angels. Rare rain out last week for the Angels. First rain out since 2015. Only the third postponed Angel game at the stadium since 1995, or in the 12th since the stadium opened in 1966. How crazy is that? It never rains out here. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. I'm sure uh, a rainout was welcomed by the boys. They took it on the chin a couple of times before the rainout, so uh, pretty good timing, but it didn't really help out much. Well, I'll tell you something. The Twins, man, that team is hitting home runs. Last year, they had a down season, but... Dude, this year, it is insane, and they came in here, man, and uh, that last game was a beatdown, 16-7. But I wanted to ask you, so when you're playing ball, whether you're on a hot streak or you're not, what does a rain out do? Are you looking at it going, oh, we get a day off, or do you say, oh, shit, we're going to have to play a doubleheader? What's a player thinking? Well, sir, I, I didn't mind doubleheaders. Doubleheaders are pretty good. You know, in minor leagues, you do a lot of doubleheaders. In the big leagues, you, you don't do too many. They'll usually reschedule them for an off day. But I didn't like rainouts because you still had to show up at the field. Unless it was canceled way in advance, which usually didn't happen. They were always trying to get that gate. You're still showing up at the field. You're still hitting underneath the tunnel. But it's not like it's a complete day off. You're still showing up for work. You're still preparing like you're going to play a game. You're just kind of hanging out and playing cards and messing around with your friends. But I'd much rather play the games and have the legitimate day off where you're not even thinking about going to the field. That makes a lot of sense. I'm sure any baseball fan out there has experienced be it a softball game or their baseball game, you're all amped up, you're ready to go because it's once a week and then it gets rained out and you're like, wah, wah. It's kind of funny, but it's sad. It was 2006 or 2007. I was hosting this show called American Inventor on ABC. So Mm -hmm. I got a chance to throw out a first pitch at Dodgers Giants, okay? Nice. Mm -hmm. Dodgers Giants. Well, listen to what happens. So I'm getting ready, all set to go. Leading up to it, freak rainstorm. <laughs> no way. <laughs> the game got rained out, and I got rescheduled. Uh, 
like in August against uh, God, who was it? Against Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh was horrible. There were no fans oh. to think, and the show was already over. So everybody's like, who the hell is this joker up there? <laughs> right. I did throw a strike, though. I just want you to know. But I got oh, nice. rained, out of my, rained out of my first pitch at a Dodger game. Did uh, you get any warm-ups? I always wonder that. Do you guys warm up or anything, or you just kind of sitting do. out there and like, hey, go yeah. throw? Some, like, big stars, I guess, get to go in the underneath the tunnel and throw and shit. I wasn't a big star, so they just gave me the ball, and they're like, don't ruin the mound. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You're right. I remember when um, John Lovitz sung the national anthem. I saw him in the back behind where you're walking in right in front of the clubhouse going up from the dugout. I saw him there. I would see some stars in there every now and then, like I wasn't oh, yeah. playing the game, but it was right before the game. Maybe they were visiting somebody or and you know what I think they have to their seats. Dodger Stadium, especially now, I think it's an awful lot like uh, the Staples Center where they have like a VIP room. You know, where they can get their free snacks and stuff. Yeah. So they're probably loading up on free snacks before the game. But yeah, man, yeah, I'll tell you, it was yeah. it was a dream come true for me. This is when the Dodgers, Giants, Bonds, the rivalry was smoking hot. What year was that? Uh, I think it was okay. 2007. But Derek Lowe, I was talking to him before the game, and he was giving me some tips on uh, how I should grip the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I threw a – I didn't mean to – but I threw, a, instead of like a two-seamer, I threw a four-seamer, and the thing started low and kind of took off to the left. Didn't skip it, though. But it was a lot of fun. I got my name up on the on the big scoreboard. Did you turn back, around and see back. yourself on the yeah. Jumbotron? Did they, did they have you on the Jumbotron? Jumbotron, yeah. Matt Gallant. That's a, that's a weird cool. thing, isn't it? Isn't it a weird thing to look up and see yourself? It was uh, really weird. It's so yeah. weird. Dude, I have a giant head. I wear seven and three-eighths. So my head took up that entire screen. I'm like, whoa. Well, hey, you know what they say on the Entourage, big head, big star. Exactly. So that's, 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 but dude, that, that's that why hard. you ended up on this podcast right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> big star. And not to belittle the Pirates, because I love the Pirates. I love their uniforms. They were terrible back then. They were oh, like, those are the worst uniforms. Have you seen the uniforms, what they were wearing, like, I think it was yesterday? Oh, yeah. They got those old striped hats that go around. I mean, those yeah. have to be the worst uniforms in the history of baseball. You know what, though? Guy people love those. You should hear the announcers like, oh, I love those. And they were the old school 70s where they were oh, horrible. Like, horrible. Huge. Yeah, yeah. They got like a V-neck. They don't have buttons. <laughs> yeah, no buttons. I mean, oh, my gosh. that It's horrible. I used to hate when they used to do the uh, throwback games. <laughs> so they used to do these throwback games, and you would actually have wool jerseys and wool pants. It was absolutely horrible. I mean, I mean, it, so it wasn't like it, they weren't fake wool? No, 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 no. Wow. Back then they were horrible. And I remember, you know what? I don't know who the pitcher was, but he was a big, big, big name guy. For sale for the White Sox when he cut up the yeah. He cut up all the uniforms so he wouldn't have to pitch in there. Yeah. That's how bad they were, dude. Yeah. They are horrible. They don't stretch. It's like wearing a uh, super heavy wool suit is like silk compared to these things. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I, yeah, back then they were like that. Nowadays, I think Nike doesn't make the uniforms yet. It's um, what's the name? The Majestic. We Majestic, Majestic. Yeah, Majestic. Yeah. So Majestic makes them all, and they look like they're they're wool. A team that's doing that right now is the Cincinnati Reds because I think mm-hmm. they're celebrating 150 years of baseball. Every week, I think they wear these different uniforms, and they had some on last week. <laughs> I was just like, wow. 
Look at those things. They had collars and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's like March shot rookie year. Oh, with know. the shorts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. I, I like the old jerseys. I like the old uniforms and everything. But, man, when they would go like the Brooklyn Dodgers or, or something like that, and they tried to make it realistic, it was not a good idea. Can you imagine back in the day, they didn't have AC in the clubhouse and stuff, and you wearing that stuff? No wonder those guys were all super skinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't imagine. It, it's, it's like you watch baseball now. 30 years ago. You had no, a guy that, I mean, break, it wasn't it? a power that's cuz yeah. it wasn't it was a it wasn't a power game, right? right? Like they used to that's why guys could start, you know, you're you're talking way back, guys could start like 50 games a year. They pitched a contact. They weren't trying to strike anybody out. The hitters were just trying to put the ball in play. They weren't trying to go deep until Babe Ruth started just going right. crazy. So it was just a different different game if you couldn't run. I mean cuz you had to run and you had to put the ball in play and you had to play defense. There was no home run. So if, if that's the case you ain't playing if you're fat. Yeah, that's games, true. Games changed uh it has changed, changed a lot. And, and the way we're trending, it's almost like everybody in the in the lineup's going to be 6-6 before long with below average fielding and just 220 averages and 45 home runs a, a player. I was watching I think it was the Angels game and Joey Gatt- Gallo was in center yeah. field. Joey yeah. Gallo. I mean, the guy's got great power numbers. He's a third baseman, right fielder, and he was in center field. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. okay. I was watching a game. They hit a ball out to center. It was a guy on second. Fake like he was going to tag. And Gallo threw a ball. I think they tracked it. I want to say it was like 97 miles an hour. Wow. It was insane. I was like, wow, that is a good arm. And, and it stayed up straight on a line, too. That guy's got so much ability. You know, oh, a little, he does, yeah. little Josh Hamilton in him with, you know, during Josh's peak time. But, you know, he's, he's getting better as a hitter. I saw something on him this year that basically said he's really working on getting his front foot down, believe it or not shortening his swing a little bit with two strikes yeah with two strikes right right because i mean who cares if you hit it in the first deck or the third deck as long as you get it out of the playing field right a lot of these guys yep. got so much power if they would just get a little little shorter a little more efficient they'll still hit the ball out of the park and you got little guys hitting the ball at park now see that i wanted to talk about that you know, I watch uh, basically the only thing I have on my house right now is either ESPN or I'm watching the baseball network. And dude, the number of middle infielders, okay, and double digit home runs already, it's insane. I mean, look at, I mean, we've talked about Tom Listella, right? He's leading the team in home runs and he's a little guy, but it's a lot of people are boo hooing it. I think it's awesome. When you see a dude, you know, hit three today, the guy on Cincinnati, the kook, what's his name, Dietrich? Yes, yes. Dietrich hit three bombs today. Now, he's also playing in the— His last six hits are all home runs. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, look, you know what's showing up? And this just hit my head. I mean, I don't know if this is factually correct. But if you've got a guy that hits the ball hard, you know, a doubles guy, a Mm -hmm. guy that makes solid contact, in a normal times, he's a doubles guy, right? So he's hitting the ball to the gaps. He's hitting in the track, one hop in the wall. But guess what? If the ball changes, those balls start becoming home runs. If they're hitting the ball and making that good, solid contact, and they're used to hitting a ton of doubles, well, those doubles are going to start turning into home runs, right? And so if those doubles turn into home runs, then all of a sudden you start having a home run hitter now. And you can't tell me the ball hasn't changed. There's no way the ball, you know, the the ball has definitely changed. And if you're a pitcher, you hate it. But if you're you're MLB, listen to the stat. Listen to the stat. Listella. How many doubles do you think he has? Oh, 
I'm going to say he's got to be in double digits. No, he's got two. <laughs> two 12 oh. home runs, 12 home runs, two doubles. Um, wow. 14 strikeouts, 13 walks. Unbelievable. So the guy's put in play and put in play hard. But yeah. geez, you know, 12 home runs and two doubles. That's crazy. That's insane. So everything he hits hard is going out. And you got Simmons, on the other hand, he's got 13 doubles and three home runs. And we didn't even talk about it. Did you see his ankle injury last yeah. week? Oh. They're really missing him right now. Yeah, no, they really are. I mean, look at him. He's almost 300. But I got to tell you, I'm not a big stats guy, but I am. I'm looking at my at my boy, Cole with a K, Calhoun. Crush that with a K. Two, two man, six. Is, is it man crush with a K <laughs> as well? <laughs> hey, Bob, look at that. 13 doubles. 10 home runs, 29 RBIs. He's hitting 246. That's my guy right there. there. Let me give you a little wood here. So Cole in, Cole in the last seven games, they played five. 14 AB, seven hits, one home run, three RBIs, four walks, one strikeout, 500 batting average, 929 slugging, 1.54 OPS leading the team in the last five games. So that boy is getting hot, man. He's figuring it out. He's getting better and better every week as we go. You know, he said he was expecting this. Before the season started, he credited Sean Wooten and um, the, the hitting the hitting coaches there for kind of helping him turn around while he did his rehab last year. Did a little rehab and worked with Wooten. And then from there, when he came back, man, that guy finished strong. He was on fire. So Luton's now on the major league staff and uh, keeping a close eye on him, I would assume. Good things are happening with Cole. It's, it's the right time, too. He's he's about to become a free agent. Oh, so this, this yeah, is the time to do it, <laughs> you know? You're going out on a limb on that one by saying it's the right time. Yes, yep. super right time. And here's the thing, too, and this is what's a little bit frightening about free agency these days. You look at some of the guys that are still out there that aren't playing, and you go, do you think two years ago they would have thought this? Remember Mike Moustakis turned down this huge deal from Kansas City? It's like, oh, I'm going to go try the market. Nobody picked him up last year than this year. I think he signed another one-year deal with Milwaukee. I mean, that guy was an all-star. It's incredible what's happening with uh, – it seems like it's the A-list guys are getting these big deals – and then everybody else, it's like, oh, boy. So, yeah, you're right. It's a perfect time for him. Well, they, they've changed like we talked about in our earlier podcasts. These owners are like, no, I am not giving somebody that's on the backside of their career or hitting the peak of their career like a 10-year deal. So what's going to have to happen is the agents and the players are going to have to reevaluate and look at the market and say – if I'm 21 years old, yeah, they're they're going to give me a, an eight to 10 year deal. If I'm 30, they're not. Yeah. So when they start offering you the five year, the six year, you got to start jumping on that. And yeah. Yeah. if not, you're going to be on the outside looking in. And every year you sign a one year deal, you're closer to retirement. Yeah. So they're very, very averse to signing anybody to long terms unless they're guys that that are first or second year in. And they're like, OK, let's take this guy's next five years in the next how many control years that we have instead of going to arbitration and all that. Let's just lock him up. We know he's a he's a can't miss guy. The guy from the Braves. I mean, that 
both the young kids to the Braves, those contracts are going to be steals later on. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Speaking about a guy that's uh, – I wouldn't call him a steal. Harvey. Angel signed him to that one-year deal, $11 million. He's on the DL now. He's got the shoulder injury. But mm-hmm. and he, his 7.50 ERA would rank highest among American League starters, although he doesn't have enough innings to qualify. Did, and you, put air, did you put air quotes when you said injury? Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> how nice is it that you can just take a break? If his back's hurt, his back's hurt, I'm wrong. Okay, so be it. But a lot of times, that's just the time to say, oh, you just got absolutely dog-tagged, and it's time to reevaluate. Let's work on some stuff. Let's get a mental break. Let's check out the video. Let's just get some other guys in there and, and just step away. Right. Um, that happens more than you think. And you see all these guys going up and down and up and down. And this guy, Jamie Berea, is going up and down like every other day. Here's my issue. Jamie Berea had a fantastic year last year. Young guy, fantastic year. He mm-hmm. has a fantastic spring training. He doesn't make the team. Okay, so I did a little research, obviously, on him. And, and I'm seeing that he's got enough time to qualify to be a Super 2. Uh, Super two is your usually it's three years arbitration. But if you're two years and the top, I forget what the percentage is. But at that point, you can go to arbitration. So they ran out real quick and they signed the guy. They just who, who who's that pitcher they traded away? Oh, they traded for and then traded away to the Pirates. I think they traded. Him. Yeah, they, they ran out and brought that guy and started him instead of saying, Bray, a nice job. Great spring training, great year last year. You're rolling, mm-hmm. you're starting with the team, right? Right. So at some point, you're going to have to go, when are we going to give some young guys some innings and some starts? Because you've got some really good guys. This Andrew Haney, great start, last start. I mean, that guy's mm-hmm. strikeout. Right. That guy's a strikeout machine. Griffin Canning, unbelievable pitcher. I mean, they've got some guys – Let's get another young guy in there. I mean, at some point, I mean, I don't know when that is. And right, I was going to ask. Heat, they'll probably take a lot of heat for it if they do it as far as, like, let's get some other guys some innings. But at some point, you're going to have to get some guys, some experience, and some more time and stop jerking these guys up and down and up and down and, and not letting them get comfortable and unpack their locker for a week. Right. You know? and, and, and the question is this. I mean – you got to be realistic, all right? It's almost June. You're 11 games out. You're behind. Houston is is a juggernaut, right? Oakland's playing great. They just won 10 in a row, although the Angels are winning right now. And then you get Texas. So you're one game above being in last place. Why not get some of those arms in there? Give some of those guys a chance. So then you never know what could happen, right? Who knows? What if they come up and they're just – Light the world on fire, and the team starts playing great. What do you yeah, got like, to lose? Yeah, like what would happen if you said, Brea, come on over here, bud. Guess what? You've got the next 15 starts. I don't care how you do. Get out there and compete. you got mm-hmm. the next 15 starts. Go get them, bud. And now he's like, okay, cool. You know, I'm not going to see Salt Lake again tomorrow or the next day or yeah. whatever, right? I'm, I'm gonna know I'm going to get my starts. I mean, he's got one start this year. But see, yeah. and that's going to weigh – look, and these are kids, man, and you know this. You played it. You yeah. played with these guys. These are kids, and I don't care what you say. 
pro or not, a, a young guy getting sent up and down like that, that's got to damage the confidence just a little bit. Absolutely. And with him, it's not always performance-based, although he hasn't pitched great this year, but under the circumstances, what do you expect? But I'm sure he knows it's not performance-based most of the time. It's that, hey, look, you've got options. We got 10 straight games. You started a game where you pitched. Now we know you're not going to pitch for the next five days, so you're going to go down. And then we're going to bring this other guy in and he's going to pitch. And so with the rosters being what they are, 25 guys, unfortunately, you're going to have to make moves like that when you don't have as many off days as you would like. But to your point, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to get to a point where you're going to have to start these young guys. Eventually it's going to happen. They're going to go, okay, we're out of it. We're going to get these young guys up here. We're going to get these young guys get some experience. And if we lose, matter of fact, they're not going to say this, but if you lose, you lose. And, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Great. We get a better draft pick at this point. We get these guys playing. These young boys are, are in there. But, you know, the fans don't want to hear that. Trout doesn't want to hear that. And to their defense, they still are. They got Otani back. They're, they're, they're still missing Upton. He's about three weeks away. He's sprinting. Hasn't run any bases. He's going to have to be running bases soon. But so they they haven't had their full offense. And that's but. no, that's totally true. And that's a valid point. But here's my thought: no excuses needed now. Now's an opportunity. You have a window right now while these guys are out to give these dudes a shot. You look at a guy, and, I, and I'm, I'm using the Red Sox just just for an example. They brought up that Chivas guy, right? Play oh, second yeah. base. Going crazy, going crazy. Going crazy. Gave the team a lift. Mm-hmm. Now the rest of the bats have come back. Mm-hmm. What if you have an arm or two? Bring up a couple of these young guys. What if they start lighting the world on fire? You know what I mean? Then you've got a great mix of youth and the best player in baseball and some of these yeah. older guys yeah. have a lot to prove. I mean Yeah, and that's the best way to do it too, is you've got some guys that can throw. I mean, canning's been amazing. I mean Two and one with a 3.4. I just think what they're doing to Berea is kind of crazy. And, and for what? If it continues down this path, we'll see what happens. But they're, yeah. they're going to have to get some young guys some playing time. And they're going to yeah. have to say, okay, do we stick with this guy? Or how many guys that have the one-year contracts? They're going to have to decide who we're going to keep and who we're not. And if you're not going to keep them, you got to get them on the open market and trade them and get some sort of value for somebody. But maybe that's what it is. Maybe you stick with the guy that's before Verlander got traded to Houston. He was struggling. I know that's true. He he was really struggling. Yeah. So, you know, they were trying to trade him for quite some time before they finally traded him over. But he had a couple good starts and boom, they were like, yeah, we want him. And obviously Houston, they're like the pitching whispers over there. Like anybody goes to Houston just absolutely excels, it seems. So they turned him around, and now he's yeah. the best pitcher in the game again, one of the best pitchers in the game. So I'm sure if they get to a point, they'll keep running him out there. But the minute they get something for him, or, you know, I'm just, just talking about Harvey, I'm talking about whoever's got the one year contract. So, I mean, you've got to get something back for him. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a tremendous amount of sense. Um, you, yeah. you, know, you look at the team, too, and last week was a tough week. Bunch of losses. You lost Simmons to that ankle sprain. And have you ever sprained an ankle like that when you were playing? Because that looks I, – I did it in my life. You know, I wasn't playing baseball professionally. How long does it take to return from something like that? Man, I don't even know. I've never done it. And the high ankle sprain's the worst. That oh, yeah. take, takes forever. And it's just – it's different for different guys. But I'm sure he's a constant rehab, constantly contrasting it. You know, mm-hmm. contrast, heat and cold. Luckily, I've ne- I never did that. That wasn't my issue. I just tore my 
shoulder ligament out, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm something minor take, like I'll, that. I'll take the ankle. I'll take the ankle. <laughs> no, dude, believe me. I'll tell you something. <laughs> My ankle, to this day, I tore a bunch of ligaments in it. I think I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And literally for about 20 years, every time it got damp and cold, that ankle hurt. Is that like your weather? And it was like, like my weather. weather but as I get older, like, oh, it's gonna rain. My ankle, my no, ankle's no. feeling. But as, dude, as, as I get older, I had so many other aches and pains. And I just like, like my shoulder hurts. What ankle? My knee's swollen. My ankle feels great. Oh, my heart is broken. Oh, my ankle. Uh, yeah, man. But dude, I'll tell you. Here's here's what's challenging. As a fan, here you are. You're a fan. I'm a fan. You sit there and you go, if this team had one more arm, maybe an arm and a half, they're still competing. I know it's only May. It's a long season left. They'd still be in the running for a wild card. Right now, some guys are going to have to come to life. It's just got to be super frustrating for the lifelong diehard Angels fan who's sitting there going, we got the best player in baseball. We've got an owner that has tons of money that loves this team, yet here we are 11 games back it's not even here's here's what i would say i would say look at the houston astros look at the boston red sox yeah okay you take that game plan and you run with it the astros didn't sign anybody do you remember they hired this manager i forgot the manager's name i wasn't really paying attention too much at the time he was like the sacrificial lamb that guy was handed a team that they were like look no matter what you do you're gonna lose 100 games they didn't sign any big free agents you know and when they did the only time they did was when they knew they were competing for the World Series. Then they went out and got Verlander. So oh, right, right, right. Well, they got well, Beltran in the middle of the year, I believe. Um, yeah. I could, could be wrong on that. But I don't think you go out right now and you go and sign whoever, Keichel, for oh, $22 God, no. million no, a year. God, no. Or, no way. No, you can't do that. What you need to do, like what I would do if I was these guys, I'm playing it out right now, and I'm going, let me get some young guys in there to throw. And if – if it looks like I'm out, guess what? It's a fire sale. It's, hey, I'm putting everybody on the market. I'm talking about my one-year guys or my older guys. I'm putting everybody on the market, including Upton, anybody. And I'm scouring the minor league for talent. And if you can get one or two guys that look like they're start off and, and they have a great first year, you try mm-hmm. to lock them up, eight to 10-year deals. And then you go and supplement with maybe one or two younger guys that you can lock up for some time. But the last thing I think you'd want to do at this point is go out and sign Keiko for three years or oh, 100%. five years or whatever oh, it is, right? Yeah. But you're gonna they're going to free up some money. I mean, Cole Calhoun, when he comes up, when Upton comes up, when Pujols comes up, I mean, you're talking about two $20 million a year guys plus. And then Calhoun's making a ton of money. I don't even know what he's making. You know, so say you say you free up sixty million dollars in the next couple of years, and they're signing these young guys, averaging ten a year. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I agree. You look at the Astros, you look at the Red Sox too. Twenty twelve, they were in last place, but one of the worst teams of baseball. Yeah. Twenty thirteen, boom, win it all. Then they went down again. Twenty fourteen, were terrible. The but I think building from within, with an occasional spattering of free yeah. agent guys. Yeah. This is a team that's going to unload a lot of money off the books. They've got the best yeah. player in baseball. They play in the best climate in baseball. Think mm-hmm. about it. 
we talked about this last week. If you're a free agent, man, like Manny Machado, he's no idiot. He got his money. He's, he's playing in San Diego. You're not dealing with crappy weather. So the Angels are in a good place. Here's the one thing I'd like to see the Angels do in the next five years. And I think it's really essential to winning. Dude, they got to change the logo. Not the A <laughs> with the thing. they got to change the uniforms. I'm not going against tradition. I love the A with the halo and stuff like that. But you know what? I say it's time to mix it up. I say you take that Angels logo. You incorporate – hear me out now. Tell me to think of this. You know the wings on the Air Force, you know, Air Force patch? You make it like yeah. that. You make it a fighting, you know? Yeah, they make it into a pin and let the, uh, the flight attendants. Well, how about you know what? How about, how about instead of the angels or the angels of death? They could become the angels of death and change their Dude. uniforms to black. Hey, Ted Williams and Babe Ruth just rolled over in their grave when you said that. I mean, come on, dude. No, absolutely not. You need to. You need some consistency. You need some branding, like long term, like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Don't change. I think you stick to. Oh, I like the A. To one thing no, I like the A. I think they got to change the font on the jerseys. I like the A. I'm just saying. Oh my Next gosh. Next question. <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! But I do like the A with the halo. You know what my favorite hat was? Remember back in the '60s, they actually had the silver halo on the top of the hat. So awesome. Get a look it up, dude. It is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's take a look. Let's see. Let's see what else is. Oh, sad day yesterday, man. Bill Buckner. Buckner, 22 seasons in the majors. And uh, yeah, he died. That's so sad. You, you, you know, it's crazy. Everybody remembers him for that ball that goes through his legs. Yeah. But that dude was a machine. That dude can hit. And he had, I mean, 22 years in the majors. That's insane. Won the batting title in 1980. I mean, I watched a special on that guy, and I'm telling you, I mean, he, he couldn't live his life. Everywhere he went, it was like, that's all they remembered. Imagine playing 22 years, and you have one ground ball. It's almost insane. One ground ball out of 22 years. How many ground balls do you have? How many... How many ABs he have? How many chances he have at first base? And he was a plus fielder in, in first base as well. McNamara should have taken him out like he did in all the other games for defensive replacement. He should have put in Dave Stapleton. The reason I say this is I was watching that game. I was visiting a friend at UMass. Mm -hmm. We were at a cake party. Was not driving, so I was drinking a lot of beer. My buddy and I were the only Red Sox fans in this establishment. I don't know why it was Mets place, but then that happened. And I have never thrown up beer so quickly in my life. <laughs> I will never forget. No, but I actually got over 86. And you know what was heartwarming? It was in 2008 or 2005, the Red Sox brought him in. 2005 or 2007. It was after they won the World Series either. It might have been 2004. Uh, they brought him in. He got a five-minute standing ovation. But a little too late. Poor guy, though. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. 22 years, Adam, of your life comes down to one play that yeah. actually the game would have still been tied. He did not lose the game. No, 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 yeah. definitely so, not. So, and, so, and you know what? Stuff like that happens. That's happened to me multiple times. It just happened to be back in field number five or field number six right. in spring training. Or it happens. The guys hit it off the end of the bat. The thing's spinning like crazy. And all of a sudden it hits something. And those big league fields, they are immaculate. But even around first base, you get guys leading off, guys digging in. I mean, it, I mean, who knows what the heck that thing hit. But that, that was not his fault. It's, hey, you ever see the movie Rounders? Oh, yeah, with uh, Matt Damon. Damon, yeah. 
John Malkovich. His name is KGB. Well, Damon, he, he had a uh, mentor that said, hey, look, man, just grind it out. Don't go for the big pots. Grind it out. But anyway, he was trying to go in there and take KGB's money and head off to uh, Vegas for the World Series of Poker. And KGB ends up putting him on tilt and bankrupting him. Years later, Matt Damon goes back in there. He needs about 30000 I think, to get his friend out of debt. So he goes in there and he goes three stacks of high society. He gets three grand and he's walking in with the chips. He's like, man, this place makes me sick. He goes, I feel like Buckner walking back into Shea. Yeah. <laughs> such a, that's such a good line. I yeah. love that line. Great movie, guys. Rounders, if uh, you've never seen it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. I love Matt Damon. He's a great guy. Well, hey, man. Um, Enjoyed it, dude. Enjoyed it. Well, take us out, my friend. All right. Hey, if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe. We are available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and <laughs> iHeart. You can – why are you laughing? <laughs> the way you said iTunes. <laughs> that was good. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And at Believe podcasts once again b-l-e-a-v podcasts hey if you like us rate the show on itunes and in the description write a question and we'll answer it for you on the show adam there was a question last week and it was matt are you still leading your team in hitting and the answer is yes i am because we haven't played in a month (laughs) (laughs) hey hey i forgot we do have one oh we do have a question so this guy, Aaron Hyde, he rates us five stars. Guys, get on there and rate us, please. Uh, it says, great stories and inside look from a former player. Can we hear the background on why Riggs would put both hands up in the dugout after a hitting home run in Japan? Thanks, Aaron Hyde. Ooh. Aaron, thanks for the question. In Japan, they, they have the dugouts at the end, kind of like what – what the major league players do now, you ever see Bregman, he'll he'll come and he'll do something to the camera. Well, yeah. in Japan, they used to do that years and years ago before any guys here would do it. Oh, so really? back, yeah, so back then you would go and you'd hit a home run and everybody would get in front of the dugout and you would give high fives all the way down the dugout. And at the end was the camera. And so all the Japanese guys would just veer off and go in. But I had a teammate of mine, Alex Ramirez is his name. That guy was a character, right? He's actually a manager over there right now, Yokohama Bay Stars. So over there, comedians are super popular. And every comedian has their own move. And so Rami would take one comedian every year, and he would incorporate the move into his home run celebration. No way. And so, yes, yes. So at the end of the bench, he would go into the camera, and he would do like three or four or five moves. And they were all signature moves of comedians. And the crowd just loved it. So all the Japanese guys are like, hey, are you going to do something? Are you going to do something? And I'm like, man, I don't know. you know. And they're like, come on, do something, do something. Rami does it. And I said, okay, I'll do something. I left it up to them to tell me what to do. And at the time, there was a comedian called Neko Hiroshi. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Neko. But anyway, he would do this move where like he would always mess around with people and then he would make this cat thing and like like the cat claws Mm -hmm. and so that was his signature move and everybody in japan knew what it was they said hey do it do it next home run do it so i went down the line and i and i did (laughs) you know i was high-fiving everybody and then at the end i just i did his move from then on every home run i hit i did the move and i'm telling you every stadium i went to people would be in the stands i'd walk onto the field they would all start doing that move too me 
And so I kind of, yeah, I kind of got known throughout Japan in association with him. One day, the guy comes to our stadium and we do an interview with him. And the guy is legitimately four or five. He's so short. (laughs) He like comes up to my chest, if that. We did this big photo op. The guy was absolutely hilarious. He had me rolling. And I didn't even understand Japanese. My uh, interpreter was giving me all the things he was saying. But we kept in touch. And I helped out his career. He helped out mine. So that was kind of the story behind that move. I'm glad we got our first or our second question in there. Other <laughs> Dude, than your mom's, do... mom's question about, right. <laughs> about we have batting to, average. We have to upgrade eventually and have the cameras so you could actually show us the move. You know, oh, yeah. that'd be nice. Yes, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that was great, man. Hey, yeah, more questions, please. Yeah, send in more questions, guys. Matt, again, thanks a lot, man. Enjoyed it tonight. Thank you, Adam. And, and we'll um, definitely see you guys next week with some more great stories. And Adam, I need a little advice before we go. I've got a double header this weekend. I don't know if I can play baseball for six hours. Any advice? Just bring a lot of beer, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go Angels. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit